This is the Intentional Disruption Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Demo. Today's podcast has a very important message and a request for you to rededicate into the most important things that you can do in this life. So as I record this on... May 27th, I've given some time and space for facts and everything to lay themselves out. Right now on all of my feeds, there's a argument that doesn't even address the issue going on regarding the shootings that happened down in Texas. And I know that by saying that, some of you might feel a certain way because you've been programmed to emotionally believe the political talking points that have been jammed down your throat for, it's actually about 30 years. And I say that because I remember as a 10, 12-year-old, the local newspaper having me as the cover for the violence in video games and what is it doing to our children front page episode. God, that had to be back in 94, 92. Pretty wild. But... I did it. I mean, I thought it'd be cool. You know, they had a gun coming through the TV screen at me. It's it's pretty cheesy. Uh, my hair was glorious. I actually had hair back then. So why, why do I bring that up when we're talking about something that happened in Texas this week? Because the core issues are the same. You see, right now, regardless of your position on firearms, police in schools, name name a thing, what these people have in common pretty much every time is a lack of a father in the house. I buried one of my childhood friends after Sandy Hook Uh, Her name was Lauren Rousseau. And I had to bury her because Adam Lanza's mom and dad couldn't figure it out. And then he was essentially estranged from his son. Now, some of that is on the legal system and how they do custody. Some of it's on how they delegate child support. Some of it's on the media for how they portray fathers over the last 40 years. Think about all of your funny characters in sitcoms. Al Bundy, he was an idiot. Peter Griffin, he's an idiot. Do you want to keep going down the line? 
so we don't give men the legal standing to keep as much of an impact in their child's life, say if there's divorce. But a lot of the times nowadays, we just don't have an actual man in the house. And a lot of this comes from a certain crime bill that a certain senator that is now certainly president put together. But it's not his fault necessarily. I don't expect a politician to ever see the second and third order effects, um, you know, going all the way back to the civil rights movement in the 1960s. Some of the things that were put in place there made it so that it was fiscally better for the man to not be in the house. And saying that I know that that's one of the reasons that my brother's not married to his girlfriend of almost 18 years. So why do I bring that up? You see, there's a yin and a yang to things. There's a masculine and a feminine energy. And right now, in the world, you're hearing a lot about toxic masculinity. And this shooter will most definitely be used as an example of that. Put aside the gender identity questions that the shooter had. Put aside the fact that he was being raised by his grandma. Put aside the fact that most teachers, especially in the elementary school area, are female. I find it hard to say that we have a toxic masculinity problem in this country when we don't have men in this country in the lives of many of our children. Especially in the urban areas, that's been... A major issue. Like we talk about these mass shootings, which account for an infinitesimal percentage of the overall amount of deaths in America in a given year. But the gang violence in Chicago and other places, we created laws mostly through, you know, as the example, the crime bill that pulled men out of the community. So on one hand, we created a generational program for dependency. You know, if you're getting most of your money from the government and there's no ability to earn more money without losing all of those benefits, it creates a caste system. And it has. I've seen it inside of my own family. I've seen it when I ran my business and had people that could not work full-time hours because they would lose benefits that are 3x what they're earning at their job. So there needs to be discussion there too. But for the men, we send them to prison and we think that there's not going to be some sort of a secondary effect? What happens to those boys and girls? Who becomes the girl's role model for how a lady should be treated? Who becomes that boy's role model for how a man should be treated and how a man should treat others? 
you see, that's the the rub here is in some families, we're three generations, four generations in to somebody being raised by mom, grandma, great-grandmother. And while I lionize single parents of both sexes, because <laughs> being a parent of two at two and under, even with an amazing wife and additional help, it is not easy. But this stuff is all connected. You want to fix poverty? Two of the key indicators for poverty, or a few of them. One, don't have kids till you're married. Finish high school. A lot of people talk about college, but just finish high school. And having that two-parent situation is one of the leading indicators for fiscal success going forward, regardless of where you started. And it's also one of the key indicators for how well your children, especially your boys, are going to grow up. But Mike, this is a business podcast. You're right. It is definitely a business podcast. And I wanted to bring up an example of a way that you can make an impact. See, I've mentored at-risk kids, and I stay with boys in this case, because I know what it can be like when, even if you have a father figure, it's in a detached situation. So even if you have a father, do you have an engaged father that does things with you? Unfortunately for most people, that's a no they don't take the time to dedicate to their children. And there's no shame or guilt in that. They don't know better. Their parents probably did the same thing for them. And they don't know that you can make a generational shift. So for those people, as a business owner, what the heck can you do? So in sixth grade, uh, the Danbury Public School Systems paired me up with a gentleman named Mike Agliardi. Uh, I've referenced him on the podcast once before. He was my mentor through, oh God, DSABC, Danbury Schools and Business something, cooperation. Essentially what it was is people in business from the community stopping by to spend an hour and a week with a child. In my case, this started in middle school. I was one of the first people. And there are things that I was able to talk with Mike about that I didn't talk about with anybody else. He gave me a framework and a structure for what a man could look like. So both of my dads were in the trades. Um, one of them was an alcoholic, severe alcoholic, and my 
the actual dad. Like, I just didn't see him enough. And, like, there were things he would let customers take their cars. He was a mechanic. Take their cars without paying. And, like, it was just so maddeningly frustrating as a kid because it's like, I know that this isn't the way. And Mike gave me the ability to see, hey, there's some other options. Heck, if you'd told me 25 years after that point that I would be helping businesses drive millions of dollars in additional revenue without spending a penny on ads or any of that nonsense, I would not have believed you because I didn't know that was even a thing. But Mike started to open up my eyes to different trades that you could get into, different fields. Um, You know, geeky fact is when ESPN brought out that little bottom line that now has, you know, scrolls constantly. He's the engineer that created it. Pretty dope. So I say all of this because as a business owner, or even a man in this world, and ladies, I apologize, I'm talking directly to the men here. As a man, you can take the time to mentor somebody. You could put programs in place. Because there are a lot of single moms out there, and the best among them look for coaches in sports or other areas to help be a positive male role model to show them how a man is supposed to act and you could do that I promise you don't need to be trained because it's just like parenthood you'll know how to help guide to be able to show compassion to be able to be there for them even if it's not a talking conversation. Maybe you go shoot some hoops or like just go for a walk or provide some insight that there's a framework outside of the one that they're currently in. And you have no idea the massive impact that that can make on somebody. And as business leaders, it's a lot of the times up to us to be that person in the community. You know, in your local town, do you have a mentorship program? I've been a mentor for, uh, when I was at UConn down in Stanford, Connecticut, I did at-risk mentoring down there. Is there something like that where you live? And if there's not, can you create it? By the way, if you need help doing that, just reach out to me. MichaelDemo.com is a website. There's a calendar link on there, and we can figure this out together. It's probably one of the most important things that we can do as citizens, as concerned people in our family, or our community. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the implement of destruction is. It matters why there was destruction. So you'll hear on the media about, you know, these rifles. They don't work any differently than the pistols in Chicago, realistically. They, like, functionally, they work the same way. And they've been around for over 100 years. 
So they're not the problem. Heck, we used to teach how to shoot rifles in high school. We didn't have issues back then. So why do why do we have these issues? Well, these issues correlate with the first and second generations of kids that grew up without dads after the crime bill. That was exasperated by some of the social welfare program changes back in the 60s. And what you're seeing now are the second and third order effects of a society in decay. It's decaying from the top. It's decaying from inside of our institutions. But that doesn't mean that you can't make a change in at least one person's life. You know, there's the quote, be the change you want to see in the world. The answer is not taking away civil liberties. That's modern medicine giving you a pill because your leg fell off and you might have pain. Well, the better answer might have been six months ago to identify that you know, person's diabetic and they're losing blood flow, maybe fix the leg. This is a little bit of a controversial episode, I'm sure. But I wanted to give you the opportunity to consider a different alternative. And it's not the easy answer. It's not the feel-good answer. But usually, if you look inside of your heart, you know that the easy answer and the answer that immediately gratifies you usually isn't the answer that you need for long-term success. And inside of your business, are you mentoring your people the same way that I just talked about how we need to mentor these boys? If you're not, you might be having productivity and retention issues, just like they're having with these boys. It all comes together. And if we make a concerted effort, even if it's just an hour a week, we can make a massive shift in the trajectory of our society. I'm Mike Demo. I appreciate you taking a listen to this episode. As I mentioned earlier, reach out to me on my website if you want to connect. It's michaeldemo.com. Pretty simple. Um, Michael Demo on LinkedIn. Facebook, I think it's Mike Demo. Um, I connect usually more on LinkedIn nowadays just because Facebook ends up being such a cesspool. But I'm on both of them, so feel free to reach out. And if you have questions about how you can make an impact in your family and in your community. I know I do a lot of business podcast conversation here, but the benefit of having been able to push through the darkness myself is I can give you a little bit of a roadmap and I'm happy to do so. Thank you.